In three, in two, in one, and in none. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions, welcome to Living on a Thin Line. I'm Tony Visick. This is your daily diversion from all the goofiness, insanity, weirdness, and anxiety floating around planet Earth today. This is where we just take a little break, kick back, and talk about the goofiest stuff possible. Uh, We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. What time is that where you are? I don't know. You'll have to use a little math to figure that out, but I hope you do, and I hope you join us on the, uh, on the show on a daily basis. Uh, I got a lot of fun stuff to tell you. I am going to tell you one thing uh, that I noticed, and uh, I really want to point it out to you and, and kind of give you a little heads up. Uh, what I've noticed right now uh, on uh, social media is that whenever anyone posts anything that is not... Um, uh, in total praise of Donald Trump or this administration, uh, almost the very first comment is an angry, abusive, emotionally violent, uh, uh, insulting, emasculating post by someone else. If you put up, hey, 100,000 deaths and you were playing golf, immediately someone just jumps on and goes, you, yeah, put on your big boy pants. Uh, you got your panties in a wad, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've seen it over and over and over again in the last few days. So, um, uh, and it's, I'm starting to think that this is, uh, uh, you know what? And I don't know. I have no proof of it. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's almost like a strategy. Okay. Uh, we, uh, I noticed something way back uh, at the last election where I noticed the huge amount of uh, right wing uh, uh, post on uh, Facebook. And there was a particular person I knew who was putting out constant uh, right wing posts from uh, uh, new sites you never heard of before. And finally, I called them out and said, you're being paid to do this. You are now, in a sense, uh, campaigning for uh, this guy, and uh, which is fine, but you're acting like you're finding the truth, and what you're really doing is posting up a lot of stuff that later on turned out to be fake or untrue. But their real strategy is to get you to then respond in kind in the same sort of language that they're using, and then they uh, report you. So... Uh, my strategy currently is if someone goes on my post and uh, starts in with uh, big boy pants or panties in a wad or you live in fear, is I just block them. I just get rid of them. I just let them go. That's what I do. So uh, it is the virus I can contain. I cannot contain the, uh, I can contain the COVID virus a little bit by wearing a mask whenever I go out, wearing gloves or washing my hands all the time or doing the few things I can do to help contain the virus. The COVID virus, I can also begin to reduce the amount of uh, hate and vitriol and uh, emotional angst that's caused by people who decide to uh, be uh, emotionally uh, and verbally abusive via social media. So uh, anyway, I just thought I'd give you a heads up on that. I don't know if you noticed it too. The minute someone puts up something someone doesn't like, bam, vicious, violent attack, verbal, uh, well, not verbal or text. All right, that was it. That was my... um, that was my big PSA for the day. Uh, it is uh, Tuesday, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in America. Um, we're still celebrating my wife's birthday, and we're celebrating my wife's birthday by allowing her to paint um, downstairs. So uh, <laughs> she takes on these projects, man, and thank God she does, too. Because I'll be honest with you, I had this house built 
Uh, and I think it moved in in 2005, and I never took a paintbrush to anything. And she's moved in and has changed the place around completely. So thank God for that. I go, what should I paint? It's brand new. It's new paint. I said that every year until it wasn't anymore. So she's making the house lovely. It'll be lovely. It'll never be as lovely as she is. So I don't know uh, which uh, spouse in your family. Um, I'm going to put up something later on today on my Facebook page. She took this old like metal uh, two-seat kind of swing, you know. Um, and some of you may remember them from years ago. Maybe when you were kids, your grandmother had one or something. And we found one somewhere. And it was white and uh, uh, peeling and rusty. And she's totally redone it and actually done some artwork on it. I'm going to post that picture later on on my Facebook page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H, and my Instagram, uh, at Tony Visick, and let you see just what an artist this woman is. I'm surrounded by wonderful artists, from my wife, to my daughter, to my brother, and I'm the only one who just won't shut up and keeps running his mouth. So uh, anyway, that's what's going on in the household. Uh, what else can I tell you about? Okay, so we're going to move right on to... Um, you know that the three things this show is built around, ladies and gentlemen, it's built around you and me interacting with you on Facebook Live or on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel or on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. If you order my fingers going, I'm pointing to various devices that are surrounding me as I speak with you. Uh, the computer with YouTube is right there. The computer with uh, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com is right there. And Facebook Live, you are right here. So... Um, um, I don't know what's going on in your area, but they're they're opening up Arizona. It's opening it's it's opening up like a like a hemophiliac that ran into a piece of glass. We're just going everywhere. Time will tell whether this was the correct uh, uh, path to take. The opening up of uh, uh, businesses in the way they are, uh, whether being able to let businesses open up half-assed. You know, we're going to have 25% capacity or 50% capacity is the way to go. Uh, if we should have waited a little longer, if we shouldn't have waited at all, I don't know. But now we are in a new phase uh, in our uh, corona crisis. It's kind of a phase two. It's kind of like, a, open up. Open up the door. Let me in. So uh, we'll see uh, where it goes. I, I, like all of you, am sick of quarantine. I'm sick of an economy shut down. But at the same time, I don't want to get sick. And I don't want you to get sick either. Okay? All right. Let's get the memorabilia stuff I got here. Uh, useless, goofy, uh, nostalgic memorabilia that I have laying around, laying around uh, my office in this tiny room. This tiny room, ladies and gentlemen, that I uh, broadcast to you from on a daily basis. I have dozens upon dozens upon dozens of uh, pieces of trinkets, trivia, memorabilia, autographs, etc., most of which I just let lay by the wayside and gather dust until this uh, crisis happened. And then I go, I got to make these old things new again and get back in touch. I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri. I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, the first 10 years of my life in the inner city of St. Louis. And then the uh, remaining, uh, my high school years, and my, uh, from the time I was 10 until I was 18 or so, I lived in House Springs, Missouri. And then from the time I was 18 to 23, I lived in various towns around House Springs, Cedar Hill, High Ridge, Lake Monoways, and uh, later on uh, moved uh, into the city of St. Louis, and then moved to Los Angeles. Uh, a lot has changed in my life in almost 65 years. A lot has changed in your life, too, in a, no matter how long you've been around. 
The one thing that hasn't changed, ladies and gentlemen, is my love for the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals. The St. Louis Baseball Cardinals. I just love that team. Uh, almost everyone playing on that team now could be my grandson. Yet I still have an affinity for that team. I don't know who any of the players will be currently when baseball starts again. I'm petting my dog if you want to know. Uh, my dogs, man, once we start doing this show, they want attention. They want attention. They got to be here in the room. Okay. And you know, they don't contribute. They're not like writing jokes for me or anything or handing me important pieces of paper. They're not contributing at all, except they're contributing love and they're good guys. Hello, Roscoe. Um, my love for the St. Louis Cardinals has not changed. Okay. And I have lived in Los Angeles. I've lived in Arizona. I had a business in Oklahoma. I toured the country. Uh, my uh, affiliations for basketball teams and football teams and all, and I've never been a hockey guy, has uh, changed over the years, but not the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals. If you were raised in St. Louis, it's in your blood. And it's in your blood. You ask someone from St. Louis, you go, are you Irish? Are you Catholic? Are you Polish? Are you French? You go, I'm a Cardinal fan. St. Louisans identify, uh, you know what, St. Louisans identify by a couple of strange things. Uh, we ask each other where we went to high school. Where'd you go to high school? Not college. Uh, read into that what you will. Uh, where'd you go to high school? Okay. Maybe when you graduated. And of course, we then start talking about the Cardinals. So what have I got here to show you today? Here we go. A little piece of memorabilia right here uh, going along with silly stuff. And it's going to lead to a larger conversation. You see it there on YouTube, my YouTube friends. You see it on Facebook, my Facebook friends. What am I showing you? Limited edition pin cards. Commemorative collection, nostalgic baseball logo, trading pins, and cards. And this one, of course, is for the St. Louis Cardinals. There's a little pin right there. See it? Wiggle it around. That you could wear, but no one who collects them wears them. And a commemorative baseball card. Now, you could get these for every team that uh, it's intended for ages nine and over. I qualify for that. Um... Nostalgic baseball logo, trading pins and cards from America's favorite pastimes. Collect all 28 major league teams. Uh, I only have one. Okay. And it was just something that I got. And I can't remember when I got it. But I imagine it was back in the 90s. And I imagine I spent money on it. I imagine I felt comfortable enough in my income to go to a baseball game in St. Louis. Even though I didn't live in St. Louis. Pay for a ticket. Sit in better seats than I did when I was a kid and consider myself poor. My family was poor. And on the way out, buy a limited edition pin card, which probably cost anywhere between 5 and $20 at the time I bought it. And this, ladies and gentlemen, this is emblematic of what the American economy is built on. The American economy is, not, is built on buying useless stuff. That's what we do. That's what makes us feel good inside, is buying useless stuff. Okay, Pin cards, uh, a third television, uh, hey, paying someone to detail our car instead of washing it ourselves, uh, another pair of shoes, a shirt that we like, even though we've got shirts in the closet we never wear. Our economy is based on, our economy is based on turning our wants into our needs. Not, I want a new television, I need a new television. It's not based on repairing stuff, we throw things away. Where's the nearest television repairman uh, in your town? I'll tell you where, nowhere, it doesn't exist anymore. When I was a kid, you got TVs repaired. All the way up to the 80s, you got TVs repaired. Now you don't. 
thin screens, state-of-the-art, affordable. Okay. Um, Kelly Wilson says, George Carlin stuff, a place to put my stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know the bit. I know the bit. Um, so, uh, and people should check that out. You should always check out George Carlin, especially before he started doing a lot of uh, opiates. So, um, that's what it's based on is we buy a lot of stuff that we don't need. All right. But makes us feel good. That's what our economy is based on. So we need to get this economy back as quickly as possible so that I and you and everybody can afford to go to a baseball game and take our kids and our grandkids. And while they're when they say they want a hot dog, oh, you can't have a hot dog. Isn't it enough that I brought you here? Just be quiet. How come we're sitting up so high? Shut up and enjoy the game. No, that we can afford good seats for our family, that we can sit down low, that we can enjoy any of the food they're selling, okay, and that we can then buy stuff. And once we can do that, we'll be back on track. Your job, ladies and gentlemen, is to get to the point where you can go out and buy stuff you don't need. Okay. What else have I got here? Uh, I always recommend uh, at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, a couple things uh, moving forward. Have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? And why haven't you thought about doing stand-up comedy? Why haven't you thought about being a better public speaker? Why haven't you thought about getting over your shyness or your, uh, how uncomfortable you feel when you're speaking in front of people? Uh, uh, which is, um, a, there's a lot of stuff to concern yourself with in life right now. And Let's not let that be one of them. If you ever thought about being able to talk in front of people and have fun doing it, go to my website, comedyschools.com. I got new workshops starting this Thursday night. I have a brand new beginning workshop. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to have any ideas. You can come in a clean slate and we'll help you generate your ideas and come up with some great stuff. This Thursday, 6 p.m., all you have to do to register is go to comedyschools.com. As I'm speaking here about being public speaking, I got a little frog in my throat. (coughs) <coughs> and I'm going to take a little drink of water. That's how you'd say it in some parts of the country. A little drink of water. There, I feel better now. I'll teach you how to put the emphasis on the people you're speaking to and doing good deeds for them than on you and how you sound and how you look. <laughs> Check it out. Go to comedyschools.com to find out. Uh, and, of course, uh, I'm late doing it already, uh, but already I know that this Sunday night, Tony Vizic presents our little mini pay-per-view events on Zoom this Sunday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And you should tune in. You should tune in just because they're fun shows. You don't know any of the comics on these shows. You've never heard of them. But there's some damn funny people. Okay? And this is the next big thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is the next big thing. Not building the bigger comedy club. Not having more seats in my comedy club. I love comedy clubs. I'll always perform in comedy clubs. I know that's a goal for a lot of people, but the goal is to have as many people as possible be able to connect with you. And this, what we're doing today, what we're doing now, what we're embracing is going to be the next big thing. Many pay-per-view events where very funny people on their own initiative put together shows. And that's what we got for you Sunday night. A great show for you. Uh, I already know who two of the comics are. uh, David John and John Ibrahim are the uh, two of the comics. I'll announce the headliner tonight. You're going to love it. This Sunday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. All you got to do is go to uh, comedyschools.com tomorrow. We still got the old one up right now. Go tomorrow and be able to buy a ticket. You'll help local food banks and pay comics. Okie dokie. <coughs> what two um, albums am I going to recommend today? 
Well, the first one, instead of just a artist, there's a bunch of artists on it. There you go. Now, if they had in a 60s-looking, 70s-looking album cover, I don't know what is. One where they went, we're not going to put a lot of effort into the album cover because what is this? This is Motown's Winter Circle, number one hits. Motown's Winter Circle, number one hits. Uh, the Sound of Young America. This is volume five, The Motown Sound. And this is what Barry Gordy was able to do since he owned the music. He was able to repackage it over and over and over again. And on this, we have, and God, Motown was fantastic. Even when I was a kid, I was more of a rock guy. I liked, I liked the Doors and Zeppelin and Steppenwolf and didn't totally pay attention to the soul music coming out of Motown until just a little bit later. And I went, damn, that's good. Uh, the One Who Really Loves You by Mary Wells is on this album. Uh, not a big hit that we know of. Uh, you Really Got a Hold of Me, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Uh, Beauty is Only Skin Deep by The Temptations. You Can't Hurry Love by Diana Ross and the Supremes. It's the same old song by Four Tops. <coughs> Does Your Mama Know About Me by Bobby Taylor. Don't know that song. Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Too Busy Thinking About My Baby by Marvin Gaye. Jimmy Mack. I love that song. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Mack. When are you coming back? By Martha Reeves and the Vandellas and Beachwood 4, 5789 by the Marvelettes. And that was the song with the phone number in it before Tommy Two Tones. No, one was it Tommy Two Tone? 8675309. At one point, at one point, uh, uh, whoever had that number when that song came out, 8675309. Actually had to have it changed because they were getting thousands of calls. But now it's a number that people want to have. Anyway, this was the kind of stuff you could pick up at the store where you got, instead of one, two, three, four, five, where you'd spend $10, buy them all on a single, maybe $5, getting this album. All right. Uh, and I don't know where I got this one, but it is cool because uh, this is a disc jockey copy, not for sale. I got a hold of some stuff, man. I don't know if you can see that. You see the little print under? This jockey copy, not for sale. Matter of fact, I don't know if I've actually played this record. All right? Great tunes. You hear them a lot on the radio, but to be able to... I'm going to do this uh, right after the show. I'm going to put this album on, list of side one, flip over list of side two, to be able to hear all those songs back to back. And let's be honest, man. Nothing made you feel better than a Motown tune uh, is going to make me feel good inside. All right. Now, from good time music to pensive music. The kind of music that when you listen to made you think you were smarter than everyone. And maybe you were. Okay. And here they are, ladies and gentlemen. If you're of a certain age, you recognize these two boys right here. Hello, boys. These are the boys in the band. And this album is one of the great albums of the classic rock era, starting somewhere around 1964, 65, going into the late 70s, mid-70s. This is, of course, Simon and Garfunkel, and it is Bookends by Simon and Garfunkel. On this album, on this album, you have the Bookends theme, uh, Save the Life of My Child, America, All Come to Look for America, um, Overs, Voices of Old People, Old Friends, Bookends theme, Faking It, uh, Punky's Dilemma. And, of course, the song that uh, made them uh, uh, radio gods, Mrs. Robinson, uh, from the movie uh, The Graduate. 
And, of course, Hazy Shade of Winter. Wow, what a great song. Uh, at the Zoo, which uh, uh, some people liked. It was a cute song. But Hazy Shade of Winter and Mrs. Robinson, if they had never recorded anything except those two songs, they would be an important part of the human experience. Simon and Garfunkel. Okay, uh... <laughs> I tell you a funny uh, story. First off, my dog's barking. That's funny. And there's no reason for the dog to be barking. She just wants our attention. So we'll feed her or something, even though we always got food out for her. She doesn't want the food we gave her. So um, funny story about Simon and Garfunkel that I'll leave you with. Uh, and it involves my father. So it's the mid-60s, 66, 67, going into the late 60s. I'm a kid. They finally gave me a black and white TV that I could watch in my room so I didn't have to sit there and argue and whine and complain when they wouldn't put on the shows I wanted and I am in my room I think it was in my brother's room it was their turn to have it in their room watch the black and white tv and who's on on American Bandstand Simon and Garfunkel Simon and Garfunkel and my dad who was a very funny man would just sometimes just come one of just sling open the door at any room you were in and just walk in the way dads did just to make sure you weren't doing anything weird that's why uh, you had to leave home early so you could do weird stuff elsewhere. Um, he came popping in and goes, and he looked at Simon and Garfunkel on TV, and Garfunkel had that giant kind of afro, Jewish afro, what some people used to call, uh, jokingly, uh, a Jew-fro. And uh, uh, he goes, who the hell is that? I said, well, that's, uh, that's Simon and Garfunkel. Like, very defensive because, you know, these are important. These are the people who speak the truth. Not you, old man. Not you and your, your war machine. Who the hell is that? I said, Simon Garfunkel. And he stared at it for a minute and went, Garfunkel? I changed my name to horse shit. And then left the room. That was in 1966 or 67. I'll never forget that moment because even though I was a kid and even though he had insulted a band I thought was so important, I also knew that it was damned funny what he had just said. And I remember it to this day. All right, you know what? That's the show for today. I've done the show. I've done my duty. I've enjoyed uh, watching. I've enjoyed uh, uh, doing it for you. Um, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. with a brand new show with two new vinyl albums. Not new, but old vinyl albums to share with you and tell you stories about. More fun memorabilia and more stuff for you to do when you're looking for stuff to do. More shows, more workshops, more fun. Brought to you by me. All right? But it's the most fun when I'm able to share it with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for my producer. Just happens to be my wife, Shirley Lowe Visig. I want to thank you for listening and watching. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. with another edition of Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.